You ready for my joke? Um, a woman, a woman who lived next door to a um, vicar, was really puzzled by his personality change. So um, at home he was quite shy, he was quiet, he was reflective. Um, but in his church he was like he was fiery. He would um, he would arouse the masses and in the name of God and and um, it was as if he had two different personalities. So one day she asked him about this dramatic transformation and, you know, why did he change? And he said, ah, that's my alter ego. (laughs) Right. So, um, should I use this one? Okay, so um, today I'm going to be talking about character. We have, as a church, been moving through different seasons. So at the beginning of the year, we looked at a season of, what was it? Grace, I think. I should know. Preparation. Preparation. Thank you very much. Then we went into a season of encounters, like people meeting Jesus and um, when they encountered him. And now we're going through a season of transformation because when we meet Jesus, we are transformed. Exactly. Um, We looked at calling a few weeks ago um, for two weeks and then for two weeks today and next week we're going to look at character and how our character can be transformed. So um, do you remember a few weeks ago we we started talking about Peter and he is an interesting one to look at for our character because you can see that the character of um, Peter changed the more he spent with Jesus right? You can see that. It's quite obvious. So what does your character look like? Today's going to be a little bit challenging and maybe a bit practical. And um, if you bought your journals, which I hope you did, then you can, um, I'm going to give you a few things to maybe work on, but mainly work at home on this. Now, why is character so important? Why is it? Why does it matter? If you know Jesus, why does your character matter? Because your character is what people see. That is on the outside. Your character is what people see. And um, we all, as a church, we're all quite different, right? We all work in different places. Um, Some in business, some in the charity. Some of us are stay-at-home mums, dads. Some of us are grandparents. Some of us are retired. Some of us might be still in college or at school. And we are all going to be surrounded by people who are going to be looking at our character. So who are you becoming? This is what Jesus cares about. Our calling is ultimately our calling to be with Jesus and become more like him. And if we want in life to lead really well, like if we want to influence people around us, if we want um, to, our team to um, follow us or our children to admire us and, and gain stuff from us, if we want our life to be a witness, then we need people to be looking at our character and trusting it. We want people to trust us. And the character part will make a big difference. So your character can make a difference of you being good or great or bad. Um, I recently did a course 
and uh, they gave me this little diagram, which I thought was really helpful. So I'm going to run you through this diagram, and um, and if it might be that you you do the diagram on, on like a double set on one side, and you sort of write out like words like that, just to give you help with that. So my pen. Okay, so. Um, feel free to copy it, but we're not going to go. We're not going to have time to really go deep into each one. And so, this is what I want you to work out at home on your, on your own. Okay. So first, in the middle is a circle. Is a circle. And that uh, that is you. Okay. So you are at the middle. You are. The center of you is you, okay? And God has formed you, he's made you, and he loves you so much. And this is really good to start on this. Who has God made you to be? How, does, how has God designed you? And what does God think about you? So this is your identity. And spend time in this, spend a long time, and look up Bible verses that describe who we are. So you are the apple of God's eye. You are a child of God. You are precious. You are loved. Okay, those are really good starting points, but there's so many more. There's some really good things in the Bible. Start with that. Spend time on that and write those positive things down, the truths about you. So, so once you've started with the truths, so write down these truths. We also need to realize that in this, and we know this from Genesis, there is sin. This is real. From Genesis 1 to 3, we, we know that sin entered the world and enters us. And we've got it in us. We know that scripture gives us redemption. But I think we need to recognize that. We've got sin within us and there's sin around us. And it is not beneath us. Sin is not beneath me. Uh, David in the Bible in the Psalms says, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. So what are you tempted about? Do not worry. I'm not going to do what Nate does. And you can turn to your partner and tell each other your sin. You don't need to do that this morning. <laughs> this is a challenge to you to go home and to really think about that. You know, the three things are money, sex, and power. Um, which one is the one that gets you because Paul talks about in the New Testament there's a war within us and we are to we grapple with it but we're washed clean Jesus loves us and we are washed clean from anything that we've done in the past but we will always struggle admitting that is quite important I don't think when you become a Christian I, I don't know if we always sort of let people know that that it's going to be a battle we're going to have to keep doing this thing it's not easy and also we live in a really tricky world like evil is in the world it's all around us um, and the enemy is real and he knows your weakness so like in the line in the witch in the wardrobe Edmund sweets the enemy knew it was sweets that was going to get him Peter Pan hook knows what to say to Peter Pan you know, all these characters are like us. The devil knows what buttons to push. So what are your buttons? Recognize the buttons so that you know when he's pushing them. What areas are on that? And I would 
take time on that one. And that's going to be hard. And it's going to be quite raw. But Jesus loves you so much. And it's okay. Um, you know, this is important because sadly we know leaders. We know leaders. We know people in the world and in the church who have fallen because of their character. Because they haven't taken this seriously. They haven't looked at this part. You know, we had the financial crisis and all that was actually ultimately to do with greed and ethics and morals. And that hurt millions of people and millions of people's lost their jobs and their homes. It's just, it's a, you know, it really affects people around you. And we also tragically know now another Christian famous leader who is being um, looked at and investigated and he's abused his position and the young people he served. So it's all around us. It is not beneath us. The greed of love, not love, the greed of money, lust of sex, and desire of power. These are common things. These are the big things. And they sound so horrible, but they're not beneath us. What are the things that you need to watch out for? So that's that, okay? Have fun. Um, take time on it and pray. Pray as you do it. So next, this is the next part of the drawing. So I'm going to draw a circle. It's not going to be perfect because I'm not insane. Apparently that's how you can tell. Did you know that? <laughs> Ta -da, I'm not insane. Um, so <laughs> this, this bit here, as you can see, that is your character. That is what surrounds you. That is what people see, okay? This is just a diagram of how we can kind of picture it and think about it. Um, it's a bit like the construction around your life. Thank you, Sai. <laughs> you know, in a building, there's um, a scaffolding and it kind of surrounds a building. That's, just imagine that's a little bit like your character. So you've got scaffolding all around you, and it's on display. display. It bleeds into every area of your life. Um, if you want it to be strong, we need to work at it. It's fundamental. Um, and, you know, there's lots of ways to develop it. There's lots of books out there. There's loads of ways that you can develop your character. One way to develop your character is by being self-aware, and that's really, um, really good. John Calvin, famous Christian, somebody, um, he said, without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. So that's, without knowledge of self, there's no knowledge of God. So when, when I understand more about me, I can understand God, and then I can understand people better. If I can love myself better, I can love people better. And the good thing is anyone can have their character changed. It's not fixed. It's movable, like scaffolding. We can move it. We can make it stronger. And we remind me of, um, reminds me of um, Peter again. So we learned about Peter. We don't know why he was so brash. We don't know why he was so bold and, you know, he outspoken and he challenged Jesus and all these kind of things. We don't know why. We don't know what sort of life he led. Because as we go through life, things form us. Things make our character who we are. 
And maybe we have a tendency to be brash. Maybe we have a tendency of being prideful or being judgmental. Or we have a tendency of being jealous or selfish. But we can have hope because Peter turned from that incredibly ambitious, self-motivated, impulsive, um, inconsistent follower of Jesus to a fully committed, amazing leader, charismatic preacher and rock of the church. So if he can do it, we can do it. And the reason he did it was because he met Jesus, right? So you can see that there. So when you reflect at home, maybe just have a little think about your character. So, you know, write words, what your character looks like. So people might have spoken into your your life, like your character is this and like really good stuff, like write that stuff down. What is it, what is your character like? Also, what's helpful is um, you can ask people, but also you can think about what is it like to be led by me? So maybe the team around me, what is it like to be led by me? Or if it's your family, what is it like to be mothered by me or fathered by me or grandfathered or grandmothered by me? What do you think that feels like? as the person. And these are going to reveal good things and maybe bad things. Also, try and reflect on, you know when life gets a bit tough, when it gets a bit pressured and you're busy and it's hectic, when you're pressed and you're tested, behaviors come out. And it's good to recognize what sort of behaviors come out when I'm pressed. Maybe something comes out that is surprising every now and again. Maybe it's a, a sort of a different sort of anger. Maybe there's jealousy. Maybe, maybe there's arrogance. Um, maybe there's a tiny bit of pleasure that comes out when somebody is not doing well at work because it makes us feel better. So try and pinpoint these little things. Let's try and be a bit practical. Write them down. Get them out. And also, what has tempted you in the past? When in the past has your character fallen short? We don't want to, like sit in that too long but when when was it what happened and it's going to be it probably will be quite hard and it might be a bit painful but I think it's something that we should be doing quite often and um, and probably better with but with somebody as well eventually but I'm going to talk about that in a minute so we're going to get to know ourselves let's be self reflective for a bit we're going to recognize that there are sin and they're like fault lines. They're like cracks that like come through our life. And let's sort of write those down. Let's bring them out into the open because when things are in the open, we can deal with them. If they're in the dark, they fester. So let's bring them out. Then, the next thing. So how can we make our character stronger? How can we get that bit stronger, the scaffolding? So I'm going to do six layers six circles, imperfect circles around. So one, two, three, <laughs> wait, one, two, three, four. I'm sure yours is gonna look a lot prettier than mine. Wait, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so six layers. These are gonna be the practical things that we're gonna try and take and learn. 
and you have to bear with my spelling, it's awful. So I'm going to sort of scribble so you can't see what I've spelt. <laughs> okay, so number one, the first layer that we're going to look at and really push into, it is truth. So truth from the word. Okay, so truth. Word. There. Um, when something is true, the other things are lies. Truth will defeat the enemy. The enemy's got loads of lies, okay? The other thing is the world's got loads of lies. There's so much out there. The adverts that are selling us lies. There's people, good friends, that are probably some of the stuff isn't right that they're saying. And we get information all the time. So who listens to podcasts? Who listens to online sermons? Who listens to the news or reads it? What about reels? Um, what about, like, you know, it's just so much, right? There's so much out there. Information all the time. In, all information all the time. We're kind of a bit obsessed with, like, listening and hearing and watching. Um, but what is all this information doing to us? I think it's kind of numbing us. I think, actually, the more information, I don't know if we're changing. I don't know. I've listened to so many podcasts. But is that actually changing me? And also, it's funny because, like, nowadays, I feel like we've all signed up. I don't know. We've all signed up for a life of watching TV every single night. Like, I don't think that used to be the case. But we all do. But it's, in a way, all that information is numbing us. And I'm not saying stop watching TV because it's, it's good to relax and things. But let's be creative. Let's have date nights. Let's go on for nighttime walks. Let's have puzzles or home groups or um, let's just sleep, maybe. Because actually all this information is not necessarily going to transform us. We need to go from information to transformation. So spending time in the Bible, that is the ultimate truth. That's where we're going to find our identity. That's how we're going to find out who we are. Because our identity is truth. Not what the world says, it's, our, it's what God says. The more you meet your creator, the more you're going to get to know yourself, the more you're going to make better decisions, you're going to understand the world and sin and respond to temptation. And this is going to form the, ca the character, the, the, your truth. Um, this is going to form you. Okay, so next one. We're going to go on to spirit. So spirit is the next one. So there's a phrase, being present to the presence of the present. It's quite fun. So being present to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pause every now and again in your day. Let's just try and be a bit more present. He is with you 24-7. Like 24-7. He's always with us. Are we, are we taking times out to kind of think about him and drawing onto him? And he's actually told us he wants us to use him. He, he's like a gift. He wants us to open him up all day long and draw from him. He wants to help us. He is our helper. And he's the one that's going to reveal truth, give us discernment, open up the word for us, make it alive. So, so ask him. Keep every morning, wake up. Spirit, help me today. Because we're going to leak. So we need to ask him to help us. The next one is important. It's 
they're all important. But this next one is accountability. Accountability. There you go. Um, and it's a bit like a sports team, right? So um, a professional rugby player, Tom, right? Okay. They probably have a team around them, keeping them going, making them fitter, giving them challenges, um, you know, giving them goals and those kind of things. Like they, they have a team around us, them. So imagine we're all like professional St. Mary's players. Where is your team? Who is around you? It can't just be Sunday morning. What else do you have in your life that is keeping you going? Where do you get your help? What are your motivations? So these would be people that would be speaking into your life like a mentor. Somebody that you can reflect with and maybe they can challenge you. Maybe they can inspire you. And where maybe somebody that you can confess to when you're having a tough time or when you know that that, that fault line is rearing its head. Someone that you can spend time in confession with. Um, I know that actually quite a lot of us in this church have mentors or they have spiritual advisors or they have prayer partners um, or triplets and this is so good this is really good and so if you don't have one please seek them out and we can as a church I think we could build up a list of mentors out, uh, that you can go to or it might be somebody that you know that is just a bit more on the journey than you and that you want to kind of get some it's a bit like an apprentice like let's try and apprentice under somebody um, I have prayer partners, which I love. I'm in a home group, which I love. I also have a mentor, which I meet up with every term or so. Um, and now I'm looking for a therapist, because actually that is so important too. I kind of want to deal with some deep stuff that I've had, you know, we all have that. We all have stuff that we've gone through. And so I kind of want to deal with that. And so I would suggest all of us need all of them. <laughs> I am not, I'm not, you know, perfect yet. And um, uh, it, it's a bit like um, Wesley, somebody Wesley, Christian Charles. Um, and, uh, and he preached to so many people on fields, like hundreds of people on a field. But it wasn't until he was in little groups that he would then disciple those people. And like Jesus, he would teach to thousands of people on the, th on the fields, but where was the pe people that got transformed intentionally? It was in his 12, or, or in his three, or with, a, with um, you know, a few people. So that is the same for us. It's like the podcasts, it's like those sermons. You know, we're gonna hear them all the time, but where are we actually being challenged and grappling with this stuff and learning it properly? It's gonna be in the small one-on-ones or little groups and things like that. What is your team? Who is cheering you on? And where can you be that vulnerable? And so I would say all of these things, all these layers, like take time and think about it and write down what, who you have or what you need help with. Then the next one is courage, not comfort. Courage, not comfort. There you go. Um, courage, not comfort. So let's be intentional. Like let's really push into this. Let's be courageous. Not just not be comfortable. Like we could go through our whole lives and be comfortable and it talks about in Revelations that there will be people who are lu lukewarm and some people will fall away because of that. 
Why are we being comfortable? Let's be intentional. Have you seen Bear Grylls where he takes um, famous people and then he just, he like pushes them to a breaking point? And that's where you learn, where you are uncomfortable, where you push in. Your muscles form when you exercise them. So let's like, let's do this. Let's be intentional about this. The more we push, the more we're going to be transformed. The more we dig into each of these areas, the more we're going to get transformed. Okay, the next one is response to suffering. Now, this is a big one for me. Um, so response to suffering. Um, and this is something that you're going to have to sit in. We have all suffered pain because actually, did you know pain and suffering is random? It can happen to anyone. It can happen any any time. And you can't control what life throws at you. You just can't. And that's something that's a big subject that we could, you know, we can talk about at church more. But we cannot control what life throws at us. We just can't. But what we can control, we can control how we deal with it. And there is a phrase that I love and I, it's like my thing. You can become better, not bitter. Better, not bitter. So this is the thing, if we really engage in our suffering, it's, I mean, it talks about it in the Bible. It says in Romans, we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And often I look at that and I'm like, oh, yeah, what, oh. But actually, it's so true. Are we going to be better or bitter? So imagine if your siblings um, tried to kill you. That would suck, wouldn't it? And then if they, they couldn't kill you, so they, tried to, they just sold you. That would suck. Um, but um, that happened to Joseph. Okay, and he's a really good example of someone who all of this bad stuff happened and he decided to be better, not bitter. And when he met his brothers, he said, what you intended for harm, God intended for good. Okay. I, I, I actually have a really good like, story that I go back to a lot. I went to America with Nate and I couldn't work. Um, I was pregnant. And so I decided to volunteer for two different things. And interesting, I really think God it happened for a reason. So I, I volunteered for one organization um, set up by a lady called Joni Erickson Tada, and she was a par paraplegic. Um, uh, she had a horrible accident when she was in her early 20s and was paralyzed from the neck down. And her organization, though, was set up to help dis disabled people. She did have a period of deep depression, of course. And after that six months of deep depression, she came out of it deciding to be better, to not be bitter, but be better and make a difference in the world. She set up a charity helping disabled people um, in America. She also, she sings, she speaks, and she's written loads of books. And it is just amazing. And um, she's full of joy and she's full of love. I also, at the same time as volunteering for that one, I also volunteered for a lady who was disabled, who I just went over once a week um, and did her shopping, and then I sat and had a cup of tea. And the experience was night and day. She had sadly 
been formed into the bitter. And it was so painful and so sad to listen. Um, and uh, it was like she was trapped in that and she couldn't move forward. And I think God gave me that as um, a pre-kind of lesson. Because I didn't know, but a few years later, I came, I, we had our second child, and she's got multiple special needs. And I have, I've gone back and forth. I've gone, am I bitter, like really rageful bitter, to know I'm going to make this better. I'm going to make me better. God is making me better through this. So sit in that with, for a bit. You know, think about what's happened in your life. Is it making you better or bitter? And write those things down. And it's okay if you're bitter at the moment. That's okay. Because God is in the business of transforming us. And he can make you better. So the last one. The last one is submission. So submission. <laughs> it helps me with my spelling. It's good. Um, this is the core. This is your sort of outer shell submission let this layer of submission be a layer of humility let's be honest and raw with God let's take time over this let's submit to him our lives let's try not to put on a mask with God and with people let's ask for feedback let's get loving criticism let's talk to God submit to God Submit to what he's doing in your life and around your life. This takes courage and it takes you to be vulnerable with people and, and yourself and God. So be real. Are we too busy? Are we too absorbed? Are we trying to prove ourselves to everyone around us? Are we covering stuff up? Are we hiding things? This is going to be our strength. So humility. Let's be a church of humility. This is going to be our strength. Because Jesus showed us how to do this. In our verse, Jesus showed us how to do this. And we're going to look at that more next week. We're going to really delve. Obviously, he's got the answer. But it's let's, um, let's sit with how we are right now. And we're going to be taught by Jesus next week more on how to do this submitting and humility. Okay, so... My little challenge is to take some time um, on your own with people. Go through these layers and just rate, rate them. Like, how well are you doing on submission? How well are you doing with your Bible reading, learning the truth? How well are you doing with meeting with people and being accountable? How well are you doing um, with your, just drawing on his spirit and being presence, present to his presence in your day? And remembering that we all have cracks. We all have these fault lines, these sins that kind of is part of us. But actually, it's more important to engage with those things. Let's take those seriously. Engage with them. Let's get them better. Jesus is in the business of transformation, like I said. He can help with all those cracks. Uh, 1 Corinthians says, bad, bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right, right and stop sinning. It's quite simple. It's not, but um, let's, don't avoid these things. Don't avoid and hide things. Let's move in the opposite direction. So, I'm going to land now, but just 
you can, we can grow in character. We can do it. We can all do it. Um, every day, we are going to forget the truth. Every single day. So read your Bible every day to remind you of the way to live. This is so serious. Read your Bible. We need to press into this. We need to figure out we're all different. Some people like to listen to it. Some people like to whatever it is. There's so many different ways out there. Start trying and testing different ways. Don't give up on that. We, let's be a church where we all do a devotional every day. It's like, it's like kind of like our grandparents or if, we, if our, we had Christian grandparents, that's what we would, they would do. Let's do that. Let's keep that going. And every day we leak. We really leak. Okay? Every day we leak. We run out of love. We run out of patience. We get given all these lies. So every morning, pray that God will fill you afresh so that you can be a blessing to those around you. We are all on a journey. We're going through this season of transforming. We're still transforming. And we are becoming more like Jesus. I'm so encouraged. Like, we are all becoming more like Jesus. The more we do this, we're doing it. We're all, we're all doing it. So let's do it. Let's just keep up, up this good work. Let's transform our character to be more like him. So shall we, um, shall we stand together?